This podcast is a combination of the second 10 podcasts of RPG a Day 2023. If you've been listening on a daily basis, you don't need to listen to this podcast. This podcast is part of RPG a Day 2023, a celebration of RPGs by the people who play them. I'm using the keyword prompt provided as a part of RPG a Day to inspire brief story beats in the campaign world of the solo RPG I'm playing. These will be very short. And I will also be grouping them in batches of 10 to release throughout the month and as one big podcast at the end of at the end of August. So they can be listened to every day or in smaller amounts or even in one sitting. For more about RPG a day or my campaign, stay tuned after the story or check the show notes. Day 11. Keyword weirdest. Hey, hey, you pick me up. What? Pick me up. Are you a sword? Yeah, pick me up. I'm a sword too. Oh, sorry. I thought you were that neutral good guy. And since the lawful goodies weren't around, I get it. I mean, lawful good is fine, but yeah, yeah, I get it. So what's your deal? My deal? Yeah, my deal is killing evil stuff. I don't have a deal. I'm just a sword. Oh, okay. When do you think they'll come back? No idea. Want to play five plain dragon squares? Shut up. You go first. Day 12. Keyword, skill. Stay still, thought Jammu. Stay still. The rabbit in front of him timidly moved away from its burrow. Jammu pulled on the bowstring, wincing as the bow groaned faintly. He couldn't afford to scare the creature off. The clan needed food, and there weren't enough seasoned hunters to provide for the entire tribe since the battle. And the women of the group kept arguing with the men about the camels and horses being the clan's future to rebuild. The boys of the tribe were being trained to hunt earlier than usual for some. Few were coming back with the game. A little closer, he tried to urge the rabbit. Hop, hop, nose twitching, ears up, hop. Jammu took a deep breath and released. Day 13. Keyword, demise. Harleo's mace clanked as he tapped it against the wall. The few hirelings left looked upon him with a mixture of fear and alertness as he walked by. That was what he wanted. The last two days had been harrowing. He had fled the battlefield with the nomads and arrived at their camp house to await the survivors. No one came. Not even that fool Pegrees, who had smirked as he told Harleo he had a foolproof plan to escape if the battle went poorly. Harleo would have burned the mage's precious books if he didn't think they might be worth something. Then some of the followers of the Knights of the Green Hills had turned on him. Were they seeking coin or to take the hostages? No way to question the four corpses or those who fled after. How long could he trust the others? Maybe he should just end them. That would leave more than enough rations for himself and the hostages until time for the ransoms to arrive. The timing would be crucial. One last score, then start over in the wilderness. Day 14. Keyword, convention. Bertrice, 
Bertie to her friends, Big Bertha to her idiot brothers when they were out of arm's reach, continued through the family correspondence. Not just the social co- correspondence as she had done for a long time. All of it. Including matters of state and family finance. When Millhart had been let go, Father had sat her down, clued her into the troubles the family had been facing. So many of the rumors had been true. Proper protocol became her work. Father, the Duke she had to think of him that way in this room, had been leaning more on her and her brothers. A message bearing the stamp of the royal couriers was next out of the pile. Had the family seal securing it. What's this note on the back? Bag appended? What bag? She looked beside the desk. Ah, it clinked as she picked it up. A sigled lock. She used her wand of opening. Gold. Platinum. Gems? The letter. She broke the seal. Gus's handwriting? Brother, how? You did what? Forgetting all decor, she grabbed the bag and sprinted to the Duke's study. Bursting in, she told the assembled courtiers she needed a moment. To the Duke's questioning glance, she dropped the letter family seal on his desk and cradling the bag said, Father, you have to see this. Day 15. Keyword, module slash one shot. A gathered crowd hung on Sir Gus's every word. Others in the group had had their say, but it was his telling of the tale that held them enraptured. He spoke of the battle with the Red Beast, Bernie's initial strike, Gus's own bone-rattling charge, spells and arrows flitting through the air, the dragon's fiery breath and sudden blast of a fireball. He praised all his companions, playing up their gallantry, and in the end, he said, one shot to the dragon's throat brought it down with a bloody gurgle, crashing to the earth. Applause and cheers. Who was it? rang a voice. Sir Gus found a middle-aged man in the crowd. Was that the baker? Gus put a hand to his ear. Who took the one final shot? The crowd quieted. Gus grinned, and with a large sweep of his arm, pointed his hand. It was Quinn. And the crowd took up the name. Quinn, Quinn, one shot Quinn. As Quinn proudly and embarrassedly smiled. Day 16. Keyword, wish. A knock came on Katya's door. Come in. Nantor entered. You need your sleep, young lady. Katya shook her head. Too many thoughts bouncing around. Nantor came closer and lifted up the book from the desk. Hermtu's wishes are nightmares, not dreams. Heady stuff. Puts me right out. It's not for that. It's research. Looking to make some wishes? Nantor chuckled. It'll be a while before you're capable... Katya cut him off. I already have, and I think I messed up. Nantor was silent for a moment. Wishes, real ones, are dangerous things. Why did you? Some of my friends were dead. I see. Another pause. They didn't come back the same? Mostly, but one of them seems easily scared now, and the other, I don't know. Nantor nodded. Let's go fix some tea. We'll work it out. Together. Day 17. Keyword, funniest. It had been funny. Edgar had finally gotten Cudgel to take off that ring that seemed to infatuate him. The pustilence under it needed healing. Harl had 
innocently, picked it up to study it. When Cudgel had seen, he demanded it back. Harl had said, doesn't seem that special, and tossed it to Quinn. What do you think? And as Cudgel approached Quinn, it off it went to Sven. And soon a game of keep away was flowing with ongoing full-bellied laughs. And when Quinn had serotypishly pulled out a copper and winged it into a pile of horse dung in place of the ring, laughs turned into rolling on the floor as Cudgel dived in. But the laughter faded as the frantic mage continued to dig in. Quinn slipped the ring to Bernie. Can you figure this out before we have to give it back? The mood in the cave soon mirrored the clouds outside. Day 18. Keyword, system. Shadonk bump. Kalinth almost missed the line for the stamp. The company seal hung crookedly above one side of the line. Eh, no one would notice that but me, he thought. Still, he shouldn't have let his emotions distract him. He began rolling the paper with ease of practice as he scanned the next bill of lading beneath. He reached for the twine to wrap around it. He had a system. Trust the system. Of course, the system had sputtered of late. First, the dragon had destroyed or held up several deliveries. And when Malik went to investigate, he had gotten himself captured. At a time when income was slacking, a ransom was a big outlay. Still, it had to be done. His sources told him the dragon was gone. No one else seemed to know. Work the system, and desperate customers awaited. He smiled as he poured the wax to seal the document. Day 19. Keyword published. Skarshin dipped his quill in the inkwell and put it to the page. After a period of six ten days, the dragon became quiescent. Based on its observed size and estimated age, this phase of the dragon's nesting has occurred earlier than anticipated. Skarshin tried to slow his pace. The writing needed to be legible for the scribes to copy. A dragon taking over a new area, so near populated areas, was a rare event. How fortunate he was to be here to see it. Of course, none around him shared his excitement. He'd learned to quit broaching the subject in a positive manner. Sages waited their whole lives to write a book worthy of reproduction in the libraries of others. Already, inquiries from several sage houses requested his first-hand experience. If only he could get out and find the dragon's lair. Perhaps a group of adventurers would be interested in an expedition now that the beast has calmed. Day 20. Keyword, 20. Do you think we'll run into any more orcs on the way back? James asked. He seemed more curious than nervous. That was the main reason Gus had wanted him on this treasure trip. They do seem to be moving back in the area, but it's rare for multiple groups to be out and not just fight each other. Still, we don't know what happened to the survivors from that first group. Gus tailed off realizing that statement was less reassuring than intended. All the more reason to get back for the big move to the keep, Bernie chimed in. We're moving? James was puzzled. Will we have all the treasure with us? No, but what's left will be copper and a little silver. It's been 20 days since we slew the dragon. When the colonel announces it, we'll have treasure hunters out here. Best to be where the bulk of it is. So you're saying it's going to get more interesting out here? I definitely say so. RPG A Day originated on the blog Autocratic, with a K at the end, dot com, 10 years ago 
as of August 2023. Every August, questions, keywords, or both are provided to inspire people to share their experiences and enjoyment of the hobby in the medium of their choice. My RPG campaign began as a one-shot to answer the question, can a first-level AD&D party kill a huge ancient dragon? I did this in episode 39, Enter the Dragon, of my podcast, and was inspired to continue on in that world. It's been part of my podcast ever since. I believe these RPG-a-day minisodes will stand on their own, just as glimpses into a fantasy RPG setting. If you'd like to know more, I encourage you to explore my back catalog from episode 39 onward. I welcome any questions, comments, or feedback. My contact information is in the show notes, and I will also go over those ways of contacting me now. Thank you for listening to Phantom Thoughts. I would love to hear your feedback. You don't have to be part of the show. If you want to contact me and let me know, hey, these are for your eyes only. I just wanted to give you thoughts, ideas, response, and it's really for your eyes or ears only. That's absolutely fine. I'd love to hear from you either way. So just let me know when you contact me. Just I don't want to be part of the show. There are lots of different ways you can contact me. You can send me an email at phantomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. And that can be a regular email or you can attach an audio file to it. You can use the message button on my podcast site on podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash phantom thoughts. You can contact me via my Google voice number, 864-209-1441. You can contact me via SpeakPipe at www.speakpipe.com slash phantom thoughts. You can contact me on Discord, The Pink Phantom. All this contact information is listed in the show notes of every episode. And thank you for those who call in. Thank you for those who don't call in. I appreciate you listening and hope you'll listen again next time. Until then, I hope you have a great day.